want to say thank you to everyone who gave a stretcher, who gave a sleeping bag, who gave money. We had some really generous donations coming in because some of the moments we ended up having at camp, you'll hear in a moment from, from some of our youth, but it was incredible and we went away as sort of 20-odd youth that kind of knew each other but sort of didn't at the same time. And when we got back, it was like we were father, we were family. And so that was the Spirit of God. That is what he did. And so I just want to invite all the youth up to sort of just sit on the step because I don't even know how many of you are going to end up sharing. I think probably most of you at some point. But take a seat because how many of you know that to step up here, to take a mic and to share is really hard, eh? Like, it's not easy. It's a step of courage. But this morning is going to run a little different. We're not going to have a sermon as such. Um, I wanted to just let stories uh, win the day. I wanted to let testimony ring out this morning and to be an encouragement to every generation here that God is doing a new thing. And he's done it with you, each one of you. That's why you're sitting here today. We're just joining as the saints, aren't we? But he's doing it again, and he's doing it again in this generation. And so... I don't want to take up too much more time. I might wrap up if need be. But I just want to hand over the mic, really. And um, who's going to be the first brave one to, to share something? <laughs> Daisy, you're getting some looks. You'll kick us off. Hi, everyone. My name's Daisy Horton, and I wasn't even going to go to camp. But God pretty much said, Daisy, don't worry, just go. I'm so glad I did because it changed my life. Even though it's almost a week since camp was over, I'm still so exhausted and I haven't got my voice back yet. (laughs) Um, There were so many things that happened at camp that I could share about. So when Mike asked me to share a little testament, I was like, how the heck do you combine all of everything that happened into like a couple of minutes? It just isn't possible. I haven't even begun to wrap my head around some of the stuff that happened. So incredible. One of the things that I realized was that God wants all of me. I know that sounds a bit obvious, but when you think about what it really means, it's super powerful. He wants me when I've hurt someone, hurt myself, my family, when I hurt him too. He wants me with all my scars, bruises and brokenness. He wants my messy hair, my messy emotions, my messy feelings, my messy life. He wants all of the junk that I carry around with me, all the lies, beliefs and fears that I hold about myself, others and him. He also wants when I sing in the shower, pretend that I'm a top sportswoman, and when I think I could become the next famous comedian. It's not going to happen. He loves me for who I am, because he created every part of me, and he called it very good. So even when I fail, fall short, and make mistakes, he's got my back. He loves me for who I am, because he created me. All of my little quirks, and all yours too. He loves it all, because he made it all. The theme for camp was hide am I, which means to come. God is saying, come to me, to you. He doesn't say, come to me once you've got it all together, once you've kicked that addiction, once you stop doing that thing that you know is wrong, once you're perfect. No, he wants you to hide in my, to come to him and bring everything with you. Will you come to him? He's always patiently waiting. Hide in my. Wow, this is loud. Um, So, hi, I'm Beth, for those that don't know me, and I got the privilege of leading at Easter Camp this year with this amazing group of young people. Um, 
Now, before I went to Easter camp, I have been extremely unwell. I've just been diagnosed with chronic fatigue, and the weight of that hit me very heavily just before we left um, on Wednesday night. Um, God had asked me to go, so I had trust in him that he would fulfill it. But I didn't have any more expectations in going to camp other than to be sustained throughout the weekend and to hopefully um, bestow some wisdom on my young people. Um, these guys were a dream to lead. Um, Jesus talks about in, in his word um, that we will go on to do greater things than he did. Um, and for me, um, that's how I choose to lead. That's how I choose to serve my pe young people. I want to see them go on to do greater things than me. And this weekend, they were prophesying. They were healing each other. They were... Um, doing so much and moving in Jesus' spirit, like in the Holy Spirit, and it was beautiful to watch. Um, and for me, that was enough, but um, God didn't want to stop there with me. Um, he decided on Sunday night um, that he, um, he was going to wipe a couple of us out. Um, <laughs> um, and so halfway through the worship session, um, we started doing a haka, which we'd learnt, and I think we're showing later. Um, and um, Jesus decided to, there were four of us in this little pocket, and Jesus was just like, bam. And so I think Amelia was off laughing, um, Daisy was off somewhere else, and then all of a sudden I was just on the ground wailing, like um, full on, could not control it for a good 40 minutes. So the speaker decided to start speaking over the top of me. And if you go back and listen to his sermon, that is online, I should not be telling you this. Um, you can fully hear me in the background, still going for it, um, to the point of like a medic was like, she's distracting people. Um, and someone went um, and was like, no, you're not moving her. Jesus is doing stuff. Um, and at the time I had no idea and I like remember sitting there with God being like, okay, cool, I know this is you, but what are you doing right now? And do I have to be this loud? Um, and he was like, shut up and let me do what I'm going to do. And I was like, okay. Um, and I didn't realize it that night, but it's since coming back, I've come back um, with a knowledge of my worth and my identity that comes from Christ, with an authority that can only come from God, um, with a peace and a truth um, that lies deep before, deep beneath any of my other core lies that were there before, that I'm Jesus's and that he wants me, like, <laughs> like what Daisy was saying, but like, I'm good enough. Even if I don't do anything for the rest of my life, I'm good enough. So that's my Easter camp experience, and these guys are awesome. So, Hi, guys. Um, so this Easter camp was my first Easter camp, and uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I just want to talk to you guys because it's really, it's filled this void in me that I had for a very, very long time. You may not know, but um, I have, I'm actually South African. I'm not New Zealand, from New Zealand, but my family moved to New Zealand a very, very long time ago to make sure that their children had a safe place and they could live without limitations. So 
yeah, we moved to New Zealand. I was 18 months old, really, really small baby. Um, and straight away, like, I could see something was happening. People around my parents were telling them, this is the start to something amazing. This is the start to something new for you, a clean slate. Um, three years into being here in New Zealand, um, my mum had been pregnant another two times, gifted me with two little sisters. Um, a house full of girls, definitely a blessing towards my dad. Uh, <laughs> and um, one day something changed in my body. I had this limp in my left leg that my parents thought was just me asking for attention, but after a couple of weeks, they had taken into notice that this may become something serious. So we did visit a doctor. From there, I was sent to Starship Hospital and officially diagnosed after lots and lots and lots of testing with osteomyelitis, which directly translates to the infection of a bone. Um, it's really, really, really rare. One in a million, especially in young people, and the doctors in New Zealand, they didn't know what to do. This like caused a lot of family problems. My dad, my mum suffered through like heaps, depression, anxiety. The family around us that had followed us to New Zealand, they were looking after my younger sisters. My mum was living with me in the hospital for 18 weeks and it was tough, it really was. It's hard not knowing your other kids while you're in hospital with one of them and it's tough knowing that you're, you have this burden on your family. <laughs> so um, we just went through so much, we're dairy farmers so Funnily enough, this happened also calving season, which if you know about dairy farming, um, that's the hardest season. <laughs> um, yeah, and we just went through this whole big just time of prayer. It was heaps and heaps of prayer. So that's how I got to know Jesus, is one day everything just stopped. We stopped going to theater, we stopped going into surgery, everything went away and my parents' eyes were open to the true like, ability of God. He can heal you. I was healed, I was sent back home. We were in the parking lot when I felt this severe pain in my right wrist and surely it was the same thing. So we went back to the doctors and same thing over and over except this time it was harder. There was more pain. This I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like you're being shot again and again in the same place over and over again. And for a parent to watch their kid go through so much pain and not being able to help them is, I can only imagine how that would feel like. But again, I was healed with the power of prayer. More and more people were praying, our churches, other churches around us, people that didn't believe in Jesus were praying for us. So. That was pretty amazing. Um, and the same thing happened when I was seven, except I didn't know what was going on because I was so young, I couldn't really remember. It was just sort of like a fun trip to the hospital. And this time it happened at school. I was on the monkey bars and I was swinging and something 
that felt like a bullet went straight through my arm and I just collapsed. My teachers thought I was crazy. <laughs> like, it was a pretty, like, chaotic thing to watch going on. Called my mum straight up to Starship, down again to Rotorua in theatre. And this time we didn't even try. We were like, if we're going back to the church, we're praying. So here I am today, I'm standing before you. It's been eight years and I'm clean of the sickness. And I'm clean. <laughs> I grew up in a Christian family. I was introduced to God. I saw him every single day of my life. I'm reminded of him each time I look at my hands or my legs or my arm. And it's still... I still couldn't bring myself to give my whole life to him. I don't know what was stopping me. I had pep talks with myself. I was like, come on, he's real, you've seen it. Um, but I still had this like inside of me. Um, and it's like a weight on your shoulders. <laughs> I'm a magnet for rare diseases. So in year six, I was diagnosed again with a skin condition. It's an autoimmune disease called morphia, it's when a layer of your skin inflames and then completely collapses. So all over my stomach and my back are scars from my skin collapsing. It looks like a small dent in your skin, nothing big. It doesn't really affect you that much. Um, but I was put on medication, a chemotherapy drug called methotrexate, and it stopped me from physically being able to do sports, do PE in classes, and I was like, bullied for a very long time because I was that girl that didn't want to participate in anything that involved moving too, too quickly and I did it because I didn't want to do it. But I didn't want to use my sickness for an excuse for everything so I did give it a try and every time I tried I would end up hurting myself. This medication made me feel very, very tired. Um, if I got up too quickly I would feel faint and I, my head would rush. So I stopped taking it. I had a very big talk with my parents about not taking that medication anymore. And again, it wasn't the medication. It wasn't the doctors. It was the power of prayer that had saved me. And it stopped. It stopped happening all over my body. Some of the scars have even gone away now. But still, I, I couldn't give myself to God. So this Easter camp... I went to camp, I was like, it's okay, we're gonna get through this without crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna get through this, we're gonna go out of camp and be the same person that you were before camp. And that night, the last night of camp, when everybody was crying on the ground and screaming and laughing, I felt this lightness. Um, Mike Pilvachi, which was preaching that night, he came out and he said, stop. Stop what you're doing. And I really did want to, so I did. I stopped. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's like all your hurt, all your baggage, everything you've ever felt that was hurting you, weighing you down, completely lifted off your shoulders, completely. And it's hard to ever picture that happening, but people that I needed to forgive things that I needed to forgive. I needed to not really forgive God because of what I have been through. It was all his plan from the start, but everything was just lifted off me within seconds. And when we were released, 
to go back to our seats, he just drawed me to go like pray for the people that I was around. And doing that really, really opened my eyes. I went home and I said, Mom and Dad, I've given my life to Jesus. <laughs> And I didn't even have to think about it. Like, it just happened like this. I, it was amazing. So I really just owe this to the young people that persuaded me to come on camp, the people that prayed for me, the people that let me pray for them. It's something amazing. And I just, I hope that, if there's anyone here today that the same thing could happen to you because if there's anything that we brought back from that camp is that this is just the beginning. It's, some, it's the start of something huge. The youth is going to stir up in this church, up in Tobo, and they're going to they're gonna revive their spirits. <laughs> so thank you for letting me share with you. I was actually... So I'm trying to keep it short, but <laughs> I'll go on to the next screen. Hi everyone. Um, I don't know how to go after off of that, but um, um, we should just finish with the South Africans. Um, hi, hi everyone, my name's John Ropina, um, and I've been, asked, uh, I've been asked to talk about my Easter camp experience, and honestly, I don't know where to start. I grew up in a Christian family, and um, always thought of myself as Christian, but um, the four days I spent at camp definitely changed my life and opened my eyes. Before camp, we're an awkward, friend of, awkward group of friends who, um, who, who, only, um, who only came some days and um, didn't really talk, talk to each other and only to some people, but um, this all changed. Every morning, every morning we woke up and spent the entire day worshipping, praying together. But this all changed when we prayed for each other. One morning, one evening, all 6,000 people in one hall were all praising the Lord brought tears to most of us. God's presence over the camp one night had us all shook and we all cry cried and prayed together. It really helped me learn more and come closer to God and I've never had more questions and wanted to learn more than now. I grew bonded and we have never been, been closer than now. Our awkward group of friends have become, fam have become family. Personally, I had the life-changing event and now I want to walk the path to get closer to God. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Samantha. Um, right, I liked the main sessions um, because they were fun and entertaining and I learned lots of things. Um, I also like the change in our youth group. Um, it used to be really awkward when I first came. 
um, I sort of felt left out and alone because everyone knew each other and I didn't know anyone. Um, <laughs> but then that changed at youth group and, you know, now I feel like I'm part of the group. Um, what I didn't like was the long food queues and the really late nights. Um, I learned the answers to some of the questions I had and that um, I also learned that God heals people when someone prays for them and that a song has a meaning and a message that someone wants you to know. Um, I used to think songs were just for listening to and dancing to and nothing else. <laughs> I did, oh, what I did was I asked Jesus into my heart and um, the Holy Spirit into my life. <laughs> um, I've also started reading my Bible every day. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, I'm just going to talk about the theme of camp and a couple of speakers over the few days and how this affected my walk with Jesus and where I'm going. So the theme of East Camp was Hide and Why. Um, this is significant for me personally because there's such aroha, such warmth and love behind this expression. I spent a lot of my childhood in a Māori community and on the local marae. I, I often hear the phrase Hide and Why and smile at the warmth that it holds. For example, like in a karanga, or so at a pōwhiri or a welcoming, you know you are wanted at the place, or you hear it just before a feed, hide my kitekai. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> and, or when someone wants to speak with you. On the first morning of camp, the Friday, a speaker was saying how Jesus says, hide my, come follow me. My eyes were open to the fact that that's all that he said. No strings attached. There was no checklist that I had to live up to, that any of us had to fit into to be able to follow Jesus. On Saturday morning, another speaker was talking about how we all have some sort of mamai, hurt, pain or suffering. He said that the mamai often gets in the way, or often gets in between us and God. I didn't want for the mamai that I faced to be blocking out Jesus and have it rule my life. I didn't want to listen to the lies of the devil any longer. So before camp, I thought and felt like no one could want or love me, like I was wrong, broken, stupid, impure, worthless, a lost cause. This was my mamai. Then I heard that Jesus was saying, hide in my, come follow me. I was so overwhelmed that maybe he wanted me, maybe he loved me. I wanted so badly to be clean. By Saturday night, I had recommitted my life to God. I was so amazed that Jesus wanted me. Me. He wants me just as I am, with all of my heart. He holds no grudges. He doesn't look at where I have been or what I have done, wrong or right. He looks at my heart, and I want him to have it. Jesus literally put my confusing, stressful, chaotic mess of a life before his own precious, holy, perfect life. He died for me. He laid down his life for me. Jesus wants me just as I am. Jesus said, hi to my, and now I am free.
Kia ora ngā tamariki o te atua. That like directly translate to um, hi, God's children. Um, I'm going to need some help, please, Will and Johnny. Yeah. Um, so none of us know what we're going to say, but we're just going to stand here and go for it. So um, one of the amazing things about East Camp that I felt was the whānau. You know, like as people have said before, that it was just an awkward bunch of teenagers that were forced by the parents, you know, to go to, go to youth group every Wednesday. Maybe, you know, God will make you clean your room every day. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, mum. <laughs> um, but, like, um, we came back as, as like as a family, as a whānau. God like does amazing things. I actually cleaned my room the other day. <laughs> Praise the Lord, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and uh, yeah, do you want to go? Yeah, just say yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I camp was so awesome because we were like all praying and for everyone and like we healed and my Anchor was here and we were praying for other people. It was just really spiritual and really fun and I loved how we were all like a family. Before it was like we didn't really know anyone. I knew like six people and then by the end I knew like 20 or something. But yeah, we like all hugging everyone and yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, like in the whole like 6,000 people that were there, we didn't know, we only knew our youth group, or half of our youth group. And then when you like walk past someone, you'd like say hi. And it's not just like we're all, we're all like in it together. And we're not just left alone, and, but we're all like doing it, doing it together. Um, also, um, when Beth was, on that last night, when Beth was down on the ground, um, that was our leader. That was, it wasn't one of the, sorry Beth, I'm kind of, like, yeah. Um, that was our leader on the ground. And then as a youth group, as our family, we, we all came and just put our hands on her and sat around her for that entire session. You don't know how hard it is to sit still on the concrete for 40 minutes. It, re it was really sore, but you know, it was, it was so beautiful though. Like God does amazing things that he could, that like Amelia and Mike didn't make us. They weren't like, oh, you've got to go sit next to Beth right, right there. No, no, it was God and, and each other as our family, we all just, sat there and you know some other guys from another youth group they came over and were like oh we heard her crying it's so sad and I was just sitting there I wanted to laugh I wanted to dance I wanted to scream this was amazing God was working through Beth I just I just all I could hear she was she was wailing but all I could hear was just God kicking that pain out of her that's what I could hear I don't know if that was what it actually was that was what I heard and um I don't reckon God worked directly through me through that camp, but he worked through other people for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, like, because of this Easter camp, I now know, like, before, the, before Easter camp, I didn't know who Johnny was or who Will was or, you know, 
that Pina actually is a decent human being. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, sorry, not sorry. I'm still better at maths than you. Um, <laughs> but like now I know that 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 like I can beat Johnny in an arm wrestle. Um, I like I like steal his hats all the time. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just I don't know. Daisy was such an amazing person. Like she honestly just lights up my world. And every time I see Delia in the morning, she's like, "Oh, you're so cute. Can I adopt you?" And it, you know. Honestly, that makes my day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, to finish off, I just want to say thank you so much to um, you guys as a church. We wouldn't have been able to go without you. So thank you for the money, for the food, for the sleeping. Oh, we needed the sleeping bags. Yeah, it was so cold. For the tents, um, for the transport, um, and for the prayers. Thank you so much. Um, and Thank you to Mike and Amelia. This was your first Easter camp with us, and we we were quite difficult. We're not like we're not like Northgate and have 300 people or whatever. But um, we're really difficult. And thank you so much for sticking us through, sticking with us through that whole time, and for taking us on that journey. And honestly, it was something so beautiful and so special. And I will never forget those moments I spent with you guys. Hi guys, my name is Carl, and I feel like Easter Camp really impacted me in my heart. And like everybody, all these people here, I feel like they're stronger than me. That they're my whanau, that they're my family. They're more than just friends. And that's what happened at Easter Camp. We did really, really, really not do too good in sports actually. Um, <laughs> but at least, we, at least we tried, and we. We got through it in the end. No one got too badly injured. But um yeah, it was it was a great time at Easter Camp and I hope you got thank you guys for supporting us through all this. And yeah, thank you. Ah, oh, Kyoto. Um so to be quite honest, this is this is our first Easter camp. I went a very long time ago as a, as a camper, but um, our first as leaders, and Mike is the youth pastor, um, and we didn't have many expectations, eh? Like, we 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 just were like, we just got to get there. <laughs> we got to get there, and the all, the all the things to sort out before you get there kind of get in the way of preparing your heart to get there, but kind of God just does the work. Um, and like all the youth have said, <laughs> Everyone was kind of a bit disjointed and like we've been having great Wednesday nights and love seeing the enthusiasm coming but everyone was kind of in different pockets and and um, we just saw just this just this whānau culture created and um, I think yeah the Holy Spirit really just just bound us together and and every one of our youth we saw just say hi to my to each other you know um, everyone's quite different very individual 
<laughs> people, personalities are quite different, and but yet it just feels like we're far now. It feels like we're just unified, um, and that's really cool. And I loved seeing um, we had lots of healings. Like hands up if you got healed. Like physical healings. Um, we had. I'll just tell a tell a couple stories of 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 God healing um, a couple of our youth. Um, and we had, we had Lara's back got healed. She was in incredible pain. And we just prayed for her and Sammy prayed for her. And God just came and took the, the, the pain away just completely. Um, and I think God really built, has built a boldness in um, not only me, but in all of our youth to start praying for healings. Um, because we just, like, you just saw those hands. And we've got people who aren't here this morning who also got healed, not once, but twice. Like of headaches, of back pain, of knee pain. We saw that pain just go. And the youth are going... doesn't that what that is what they were doing because they were being prayed for kelly's going nah i I have no pain i I could not stand up before and now the pain in my back is completely gone i wasn't crying in tears and now the headache that i had is completely gone it was just amazing to see and then to see our youth our young people joining around one another and just praying. We didn't tell them to pray for one another. They just started doing it. And every, every meeting that we went to, they just ended up being in a huddle, shoving someone in the middle and praying for them. We, we didn't tell them to do that. We weren't even sure that they wanted to do that. Like We were just like, okay, we're, God, we're open. Like you, you have to move. You have to do something. And he really did. And we're so excited to bring that home back into this house and to see more and more of that and, and it's so cool to have our youth here this morning to be a part of that and for you guys to see that God is doing something fresh, God is doing something new and, and then to hear about the stories from Easterfest as well and that God, we just really believe that God is doing something fresh and something new and there's going to be a new wave of the Holy Spirit that's going to sweep through Topoi and it's just so cool to see to see that happening, not just here but but on Sunday and, and through Easter Fest and through you guys. And so we just, I just really would encourage you to keep praying. Keep praying for our youth. Keep praying for their journeys, you know. Sometimes these beautiful moments happen, these liminal moments in our faith journey happen. But the devil doesn't like that. And he comes and he tries to take that away. And I just pray that we would, con- as a church, continue to pray for protection, a hedging around our youth and our young people. And that it would flow down to our kids' ministry as well that God would just, just birth something so fresh and that, yeah, there would be a hedge of protection around each one of our lives. But yeah, it's just been so cool. Are there any more of you guys want to share? It's all good. We're, we're, we're going to share some more stories later on, on on Wednesday night, probably. We done? Yeah? Hey, well, you can see why I didn't have to prepare a message. <laughs> got, some, got some preachers in our midst. Hey, look... We probably need to close soon. It's, it's getting on time-wise. But I just wanted to honour a couple of people as well who are not up the, the front, who came along to camp with us, made it happen. Could the Fletchers stand up? Tim and Michelle. Andy, could you stand up? These guys, these guys were the backbone of, of camp. They could not have been there without them. They were at campsite 24-7, missing sessions for us, cooking toasties at 11 o'clock at night for us, making Milo's for us. They just came to serve. And Andy as well came to set up 
set up crew. We got up there at sort of nine o'clock Thursday morning, set up the whole campsite. It was his marquee that got us through in that wet weather. And so, yeah, just a big round of applause again for... So look, I wanted to end with this. We've, we've got a song to sing. We had a haka, but we're missing our front man. He couldn't make it this morning in the end. Um, we might, we'll do it another time. Um, but we've got a song we, we want to share with you. But I really did feel, it was on my heart, and I know we're, we're ticking on with time, but I just wanted to make that opportunity. Um, again, to come back to this theme of Heidi Mai, we really do feel that, that that was such a strong sense over camp for us was to come. Come as you are. Where are you on that journey? Wherever that is, come to me. You know, Jesus says, come follow me. He says, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, come to me, those who are thirsty, and I'll give you something to drink, something that, that won't run dry. And so each, each time we hear Jesus come, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to get healing. It's an invitation to, again, maybe leave some of the things we've been doing in our lives and, and to follow him afresh. And, and as we're singing this song that, that we heard at camp, I guess I just want to create a moment, a moment where maybe some of us here today could come again, could come again to Jesus in some way, could come again to the foot of the cross, perhaps, could come again to, to receive prayer for healing, healing of the heart, healing of the body, whatever it is. And so I don't want it to be this up the front, holy man praying over your thing, but maybe where you are, sitting, standing, if you wanted to just put a hand up, and, and those around you might just be able to pray for you um, in, in this time. Because, you know, guys, this was a camp, but what God has done continues, and he really does want to use this community, this family, to do awesome things in this in this town of Topol. So as we, as we sing this song to here, just, just take a moment. And, and if that's you, feel free to slip a hand up. And those around you can, can just pray. Pray for you. Pray that, that God would do something. And if, if you are around someone with their hand up, maybe just ask them, what is it today for you? Is it a healing? Is it, is it something in your heart that's just hurt? Is it coming again to Jesus? And, and following him afresh. So, we're going to stand on the stairs, going to sing the song, and, and if that's you, just put your hand up. Thank you. 